Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello, and welcome to Trail Mix here at Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dusty. Trail Mix is the short format episodes of our show. Our long format episodes explore one hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time. Trail Mix allows us to dive deeper into things we didn't get to cover in the long format episodes. Today's Trail Mix is premiering on a very appropriate day, as today is the American National Holiday Martin Luther King Jr. Day as this holiday is also designated as a day of service. What does that mean? Well, that's what today's trail mix is all about. Okay, so when did you know that Martin Luther King Day was also known as a day of service? Well, I honestly think it was a Parks and Rec episode where they're building a playground. I feel like that's when I feel like I knew for sure that it was a day of service. I feel like it had been kicked around though for a while. Like I feel like I'd seen a like some sort of event that President Obama was at that related to MLK Day as a day of service. But I don't think I really connected the dots to understand what that meant for quite some time and like how that kind of works. What about you? You had been yeah, I've been hounding uh, you, know, you. Well, not, <laughs> to do not hounding episode. me, but we had, um, you know, this has been on our docket of trail mix episodes for a long time. This year where we were like, okay, on Martin Luther King Day, we have to do this episode of right. the day of service. And for some reason, I didn't know that they were connected. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Martin Luther King Day was, I guess, designated as a day of service. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant until uh, preparing for this trail mix episode. Let's look at the history of MLK Day. Martin Luther King Jr. Day became a federal holiday in 1986, about 20 years after it was introduced as a bill. And even then, it was still not recognized by every state. Only in the year 2000 did every state officially recognize MLK Day. In 1990, apparently, the NFL told the state of Arizona that they would approve Phoenix as the host of the 1993 Super Bowl if the state officially recognized MLK Day. That's right. And um, they quickly put it on the ballot. (laughs) Wow. 
So now the third Monday in January was chosen to commemorate Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, since his actual birthday was January 15th. Capricorn. <laughs> However, it gets worse. Another person was born in January, specifically January 19th, and that was Robert E. Lee. Mm. Uh, you know, the leader of the Confederate Army. And a lot of Southern states were like, no, we actually already have a state holiday on the third Monday of January, Robert E. Lee Day, so we're good. Like, that's how that's Woof. how they responded to that. So when it did finally become recognized in every state, some states chose to celebrate both holidays on the same day. Wow. Yes. That is, that's the definition of an oxymoron. Oh, if there ever was one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's yes. not great. No, it's no. not. And if you thought it couldn't get worse, it does. The states of Mississippi and Alabama both still, as of this year, 2020, the year of our Brittany, officially <laughs> still recognize Robert E. Lee Day. Oof. And so I read this in a couple of places And I was like, no way. So I looked at the state of Alabama and the state of Mississippi's websites. And lo and behold, when you look up state holidays, what was really disheartening was that Robert E. Lee Day was listed first. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not great. Not, not great. Also, not even alphabetical. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I know. So what's that tell us? (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't an easy road to Congress's recognition of MLK Day. The bill to create MLK Day was introduced on April 9th, 1968 by John Conyers. The next year in January 1969, ceremonies were created by the King Center in Atlanta, Georgia, as a way to promote annual celebrations of Martin Luther King Day and civil rights history. In the 1970s, many states adopted their own holidays celebrating Martin Luther King Jr., including Massachusetts and Connecticut. In 1979, President Jimmy Carter called on Congress to vote on the bill to create the federal holiday, and it lost by five votes in the House. Then, in the early 1980s, Stevie Wonder released the song Happy Birthday as a way to celebrate Martin Luther King. And then in 1982, he and Coretta Scott King, whose work is responsible for all the momentum to establish MLK Day, delivered to Congress a petition with 6 million signatures in support of establishing MLK Day as a federal holiday. The bill was finally passed and signed into law in 1983 by Ronald Reagan and intended to begin in 1986. So why is MLK Day on a Monday? Okay, that's a great question. So why Monday? Mm -hmm. All right, we have a lot of federal holidays on Mondays, right? Like we've got uh, Memorial Day, Labor Day... President's Day. President's Day. In 1968, there was a law passed called the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. It was passed by President Lyndon B. Johnson, and it was from the Department of Labor. The point was to put holidays on Mondays so that people who were working Mm -hmm. and wanted to use the uh, time to visit family could actually, like, visit like it could butt up against a weekend so that they could have all three days that is why martin luther king jr day was made the third monday in january oh well that's really interesting you know let bureaucracy reign supreme i guess yeah seriously (laughs) so that was why well i mean i guess it makes sense when you think about even thanksgiving always being thursday 
You know right. what I mean? That is that was presidentially created by Abraham Lincoln. Right. And I don't know that it was originally the fourth Thursday of the month right away. I think there was some changes there to that federal holiday. Yeah, I don't know the history of that yeah. one. But yeah. yeah, Veterans Day did end up getting moved back to always being the 11th, the 11th of November. And when did Martin Luther King Day become a day of service? First, let's define a day of service. According to AmeriCorps, the only federal agency tasked with elevating service and volunteerism in America, a day of service is considered to be a day on rather than a day off, and is a day set aside to encourage all Americans to volunteer in their communities. In 1994, Representatives John Lewis and Harris Wolford introduced a bill to turn MLK Day into a, quote, day of action, not apathy, in order to remember Martin the way he would have liked, end quote. The bill was passed and signed into law by President George H.W. Bush. Being recognized as a day of service means... The day is overseen by the Corporation for National and Community Service, which also oversees AmeriCorps. Therefore, there are thousands of events on this day that provide opportunities to volunteer your time, money, and or materials in communities across the country. It's also worth noting that MLK Day is the only federal holiday to also hold the designation as a day of service. Yes. Also, right now, we have uh, September 11th is also Mm -hmm. a day of service. There are always opportunities to volunteer in your community. The following exist everywhere, including food insecurity, homelessness, access to medicine, access to mental health resources, poverty, and environmental injustice. To name just a few. So a day of service is a chance for all of us to look around our communities and see how we can help, how we can be a resource to those around us. So we're going to share with you some organizations we've been supporting in case you haven't heard about them. We have all of these listed on our Instagram account and also on our website. First up is Soul Track Outdoors, a DC-based nonprofit that connects communities of color to outdoor spaces while also building a coalition of diverse outdoor leaders. Their mission is to connect underrepresented communities to nature, focusing on connections and education for all ages. They can be found at soultrack.com. That's Soultrack, T-R-A-K. Then there is the Venture Out Project. They lead backpacking and wilderness trips for the queer and transgender communities and also conduct transgender inclusion workshops for educators, adventure professionals, and for summer camps. They can be found at VentureOutProject.com. There's also the Charles Roundtree Bloom Project, whose mission is to create a space of communal healing for youth impacted by incarceration by facilitating healing-centered outdoor experiences and culturally relevant environmental education that will help them envision new possibilities for their lives for their communities, and for our world. They can be found at www.crbloomproject.org. There's also the Youth Opportunities Program, an outdoor education, professional development, and social justice program of the Appalachian Mountain Club with the goal of equitable access to the outdoors. They partner with organizations and schools and communities that face historic and current barriers to outdoor recreation opportunities. They can be found at outdoors.org slash youth-program slash youth-opportunities-program. There is also Black Kids Adventures, whose mission is to make sure all Black and brown families and children have equal outdoor opportunities and access to outdoor activities. They promote hiking, outdoor safety, and outdoor awareness, 
and outdoor education to black, brown, and indigenous families and children. And also, there is the MLK Memorial Foundation, whose mission is to promote awareness of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, located in Washington, D.C., and its tenets of democracy, justice, hope, and love, as well as to support the general upkeep of the memorial in future years. You can find more information at thememorialfoundation.org. One program that donations to the MLK Memorial Foundation support is the Martin Luther King Global Youth Leadership Conference, which seems like a truly incredible event. You can find information about that at dreamtolead.org, and that's dream number two, lead. And while you may not be able to get out or gather or go anywhere this day of service, there are other ways to participate. Money always helps, any amount, any time. Now, specifically during this pandemic, what ways can we volunteer right now? Here are 10 ways to get involved from AmeriCorps. So specifically during this pandemic time, um, here are some things that you can definitely do. Like we just said, donate to nonprofits. So important. Always important. Any amount of money always helps. You can also donate or volunteer safely with food banks and pantries. Um, Food scarcity is a real thing, especially during this pandemic, um, and especially with the joblessness rate um, that has happened in relation to the pandemic. There's also delivering meals and groceries to vulnerable seniors, especially during this pandemic. So many of our senior citizens are vulnerable at this time. There are lots of organizations that deliver meals to seniors. They always need drivers. You can help a school. Um, If you check with your area school system and see if they have any sort of um, activity that they are doing in relation to the day of service, I know the school district that I work in, our National Honor Society does a day of service event at school. Um, So most school districts do something related to um, day of service. So it's a good thing to check into with your local school district. Also, donating blood. If you're straight. (laughs) Yeah, only if you're straight. We aren't making a joke about that because (laughs) can if you're gay. Not exactly. You can if you're gay and haven't had sex ever. (laughs) Right. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Blood donations have decreased dramatically. You can find out more by contacting the Red Cross and other blood donation sites. You can become a medical volunteer. Trained medical volunteers can offer their services by registering with a national VOAD member. You can also donate medical supplies and equipment. And you can definitely stay in touch, um, especially with your neighbors, friends, and family. This is something that has definitely helped so many people to be able to talk and um, relate to somebody what's going on in their lives during this pandemic, especially as we head into the winter. And it's not as easy nor safe to gather even in outdoor spaces. Also serve in your community, specifically if there is a call in your community to serve we need people to do this we need we need people to uh, donate the following supplies uh, there are nonprofit organizations in every single community everywhere and they always need help and if nothing else you can volunteer from home so check out allforgood.org for some service ideas there on ways that you can get involved right from the comfort and safety of your own home those are just some ways that americorps suggests getting involved on this day the day of service and while many many organizations create opportunities to volunteer on this day of service there are 
opportunities to volunteer in your community every day. So we invite you to join us in looking around our local communities and seeing how we can be a resource to the people around us. Our sources for today's episode include the AmeriCorps website, nationalservice.gov, the article published in the Boston Globe, How Did MLK Day Become a Day of Service by Evan Horowitz, the article How Did Martin Luther King Jr. Day Become a Federal Holiday, Here's the History by Kristen Lamb and Joshua Boat, published in USA Today, King Lee Day and Other Ways States Bend MLK's Legacy by Michael Waters, published on Vox. National Day of Service, When Did MLK Day Become a Day of Service? Why Do We Volunteer? What Opportunities Are Available? Published on NJ.com, written by Jeff Goldman. And the MemorialFoundation.org website. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to volunteer early and volunteer often, and that opportunities are always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the national parks.com. That's gaze, G A Z. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Squeos. Our music producer is Skylar Fortkin. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 